This is Lisa Miller and Associates, Florida Insurance Roundup, your podcast on the people, issues, and regulations shaping Florida's insurance market. Now, here's Lisa Miller. Welcome, friends. I am so fortunate in that I get to spend time with insurance adjusters in blue skies and black skies. And while I don't get on top of a roof, these men and women are the unsung heroes that help insurance companies and their customers on their worst day. Often immediately after a storm and when I'm allowed by emergency management officials, I will do what I call ride-alongs, if you will, with adjusters to see where and what the damage is and to see if I can give any assistance by referring homeowners, particularly in Florida, to the Department of Financial Services Consumer Helpline, which is a wonderful uh, system that helps consumers that are struggling with their insurance claims. One of the trends I've noticed now that the storms are more wicked and intense is the mood of the adjusters I have known for years. And when I say mood, I know these adjusters in the field during the day have to maintain a, a professional composure. They've got to be, you know, kind and courteous and and do all they can to document the damage so that insurance companies can accurately assess the claim and the coverages. But what I don't know is what happens at the end of those long days, day after day, in a worse, wicked storm where homes are destroyed, homeowners are in shock. Their children are even more distressed, and all their belongings are scattered all over the streets. Pictures, mementos, treasures, all gone. Because I care deeply about the adjusters and I so admire their work, I recently attended a seminar that was designed to teach claim managers how to recognize the symptoms of a distressed adjuster. And more importantly, what to do when the symptoms are evident. I met Dr. Ray Shelton, who was the lead instructor at the seminar, and he joins us today here on the Florida Insurance Roundup podcast. Dr. Shelton is a nationally known expert on stress and the impacts it has on frontline personnel in disasters and other crises. He's a fellow and the director of the Professional Development for the American Academy of Experts in Traumatic Stress. Prior to that, he served with the Nassau County, New York Police Department for 35 years. He's also a former firefighter and paramedic and is the author of three books on the subject of stress and traumatic stress management. Welcome to the show, Ray. Good morning and thank you, Lisa. It's a pleasure to be here with you and such an important topic that uh, I think affects all of us who work in the caretaking roles that includes adjusters. You made a very good point when you talked about all the things that they see, all the claims that they handle, the visions, the sounds, the voices, the tears that they experience, and none of that goes away. You know, you mentioned my background in emergency service, and I can still at this point remember the calls that I responded to as as if it happened yesterday. And I can only imagine, Ray, Uh, some of those calls. And joining us today, Jenny Pye with Pilot Catastrophe Services. She's the Director of Commercial Claims based in beautiful Mobile, Alabama. Um, She was a claims leader with Liberty Mutual for over 35 years and has a master's degree in insurance management, a bachelor's in business administration. And she and Ray in this seminar had a captive audience 
of claims professionals, both adjusters and leaders. So, Jenny, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for inviting us to share this important message on your podcast. Uh, This is near and dear to my heart. Being in this industry now, I've started my 38th year, and I've known Ray for many years, and uh, we hope this uh, makes a difference not only in an adjuster's life, but hopefully in those that those leaders out there in our industry uh, that lead those folks. Absolutely, Jenny. So, Ray, I'm going to go back to you. Okay, so you're Mr. Tough Guy. New York Police Department, got the great accent, you know, take no prisoners. How did you get into this work? And, and how do you try to raise, why is it important? And what is it you're doing to raise the awareness of what stress can do in the claims adjusting arena? Actually, Alicia, it goes back to my early days in, in emergency service here on Long Island. Um, we began to look at what happens to police and fire and EMS when they respond to these powerful events. Uh, one of the things that really triggered us was a plane crash that they all responded to. And having seen all the things, all the victims of that crash and many of them children, and then the, the outcome of that for the responders was powerful. They could not get some of the memories, some of the images and sounds that they saw at that event that night. So we put together a program to deal with traumatic stress, stress in emergency service. And it was very, very effective. And you know, we talk about the what I call that John Wayne syndrome, which most emergency responders have is, I'm not hurt unless blood and bones are showing. And we realized that that's just not true, that we are all affected emotionally, mentally, by the things we have seen and experienced. So a program was put together to deal with education, train them up front so they understand the reality of the work that they do. And that actually brought us to being able to provide that work in the insurance industry because the adjusters are no different than fire, police, and EMS. They're up front line. They're action-oriented. They take risks. They have tremendous attention to detail, and they have a powerful need for control, help people, get their lives back in order. But the price that is paid for that is all of the memories, all of the conversations, all of the sights that they see stays with them. There's absolutely no delete button in the human brain, okay? And this is what our adjusters deal with. So I believe that the the program that began with emergency service, as it now is still there and still very powerful in its use, and we've now brought that into the work of, of insurance professionals, and we find that it has the same positive impact. It's the awareness. It's learning what is this thing we call traumatic stress, regular stress. What do we deal with? How do we deal with that? How do we approach a mindset that says, you know what, I'm not okay right now. I'm dealing with this very powerful thing. I've seen all these things, and I'm, I'm experiencing that in my own world through what we speak of as vicarious stress. It's all the sights, all the sounds, all the things that are now part of my life because it's in my brain. Wow. M- moving over to Jenny, you know, Jenny, with your 35-plus years in this field, and you hear Ray talk about the sights and the sounds and the images. I mean, I can't imagine the disasters you've worked through and you're on the front lines with your adjusters. What is it that you see? What behavioral changes do you see? What do you, you know, what are the symptoms that you see that you try to 
called to the attention of the adjuster saying you need a break. How do you handle that? What is it that you see and what is it you do about it? Well, one of the first things that obviously all of us in this industry uh, whether you're a carrier or a vendor or service provider and our adjusters, that everybody wants to do a great job all the time. And they want to deliver great customer experience to our customers. But sometimes you get feedback as a manager and hopefully before you get that feedback from your customer, you're recognizing these issues where maybe the person is not as responsive as they normally are. It's not just answering a text or a phone call if you're calling about a claim. It can be you're on, uh, we're all on a lot of Teams or Zoom calls now uh, with our folks, uh, and we're not always face-to-face with them. Uh, And you will see where these folks that are normally engaged are not engaged. And as managers and leaders, we have to be very aware of our folks. We have to know our folks. Uh, they're not just out there, you know, delivering, you know, again, great customer experience. Uh, when they leave home, they leave families, uh, they leave maybe sick parents. There's things going on in their lives when they're out there trying to take care of all these other folks. And we as managers and leaders in this industry have to be not only self-aware of the image that we're portraying, if we're out there, uh, to Ray's point, you know, acting like uh, John Wayne, and I believe we talked about this uh, growing up where our parents told us, my, my husband would tell our son when he was growing up, you know, grab another gear. Uh, you can't always do that. There are so many stresses going on today in our lives. And, Again, to me, it's more about being not only self-aware of what image you're putting out there to your folks, but being aware of them, being finally, you have to finally tune your senses to be aware of what's going on. And one message that I always end our commercial classes that we teach is, look, if you don't tell us if there's something going on, we can't help you. And sometimes they do not feel comfortable telling you. And and I understand that. But I can't help you if I don't know what's going on. Thank you for that, Jenny. And it's very eye-opening to me to imagine some of the horrors that, you know, you think about a Category 5 storm and, you know, animals get lost and children's toys that that are important to them. I mean, I can only imagine, I know sitting in your class, you talked about, Ray, the behavioral, emotional, social, physical effects of these storms. What is it that you say, Ray, to adjusters? What is it they need to be doing so they aren't just suppressing it and taking it out on their family or whatever they do when they finish the day? Well, I think it's it's pretty straightforward when we're talking to them in the workshops and we've laid out examples. Everyone sitting in the room, and I think Jenny certainly can, can support this as well, they, this is real. It becomes very real for them because they've been there. And once they begin to develop that awareness that, yeah, I've been there, I've experienced that, I've seen that, I ask the question in the beginning of the workshops that they just close their eyes for a minute and think back to the worst 
scene that they were ever at, the worst claim, or maybe the worst phone conversation that they had with somebody, and it stands out for them. And they can all do that. They can. It might have been 15 years ago for some, or, or longer, and they can visually remember it, they can hear it, they can experience it, and that, Lisa, makes the point. It's still with them. And it kind of resides somewhere up in their brain, and something can trigger that and bring it forward. And I think that what happens is we talk about the normalcy. I think that's where the awareness, that's where the education part is so important to normalize these responses. Now, I and Jenny have a, a, probably a million stories that we've heard from the justice that, that make that point. And very often, my experience has been that they will say when they talk about the symptoms that they're experiencing or the event that they had and some kind of a reaction took place, they'll say, what's wrong with me? And the answer nothing. So let me switch gears just a second. Jenny, I'm going to go back to you. So I'm an adjuster. I've been on the road for four weeks, solid, seven days a week, 19 hours a day, adjusting claims after a category five. How does an adjuster raise their hand and say, I'm I'm drowning. I am, I am in this hole without fear of retaliation from either their colleagues who think they're being wimps or their managers who think they're just, you know, not wanting to work or wanting to be coddled. How do you handle that, Jenny? Well, needless to say, it's not an easy conversation. But one thing, if you're not, as a leader, if you don't have that closest, comfortable what I want to call relationship with that individual, you find that another leader or person that does, Hmm. uh, that they feel comfortable talking to. Because I've had instances in my prior life with Liberty and my current role with Pilot where I'm seeing these things where they're not as responsive, they're not engaged, they're not responding. We're seeing some delays in uh, that are impacting Uh, the handling of the claim, uh, or some concerns. And what I've done is taking that to another person. Is there an issue? Are you seeing an issue? I know you have a closer relationship with this person. Can you check on them? We all want to be everything to everybody as a leader, but we may not be the best person for that individual to connect with and feel comfortable engaging with. And so the, the, the follow-up question to Ray is this. When you have a leader like Jenny who hires you as a consultant to come in, let's just say in the middle of a post-catastrophe, you're into your third month, all the adjusters are just looking like they're falling like flies. You know, they're just worn out, but they know they got to keep going. Ray, when you come into an organization, what is it you would say to those leaders and help them say the right things to those adjusters. To me, the biggest shortcoming is an adjuster not wanting to communicate their drowning and a leader not wanting to recognize it because it could stop productivity. Do you believe, Ray, it stops productivity when you do nothing? I I believe absolutely. If you do nothing, it it stops productivity. And the, the bigger danger may be that you lose that person who has bottled this all up for multiple times that this has occurred and finally says, you know what, I've had enough, and they leave the industry. Mm-hmm. And, and that obviously is a danger. We're not getting a lot of people coming in to replace. 
So that's an issue. And I think that my role, the way that I approach it, whether it had been with fire, police, and EMS, it's the same. They are exactly the same people with what they do, adjusters and, and those emergency service workers. The very first thing I do is, is teach them to recognize that behavior. We talked about that a couple of minutes ago. What are you actually seeing? Managers, team leaders know their people and they know how they how they function, how they work, how they communicate. And when you start to see a change in that, that's a signal that says, you know what, we need to approach this. The bigger question is, how do you do that? How do you open that door? And I'll be very honest with you, Lisa, the easiest way to do that is to say to someone, look, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't on that call or I wasn't on that claim. Must have been really difficult. Tell me the story. Basically, it's tell me the story. Just get them to start to talk because that leads them into saying other things that are more, maybe more personal, okay, but at least we'll talk about the impact that it's having. The storytelling is such a valuable tool to opening the door to reach into someone. And it's something that they're comfortable with. Because if you come in and say, so tell me, how did you feel about that when that you saw that or you saw that, that deceased child or whatever it may have been, they don't want to talk about feelings. This is not the time to be talking about feelings. This is time to get them to talk. And that's the key with leadership is to say, hey, what happened? You know, I wasn't there. I read about this or I saw the claim when it came up. Well, that must have been really difficult. That's a validation which lets the person know you get it. Well, that's what we do, and that's what we do on Insurance Roundup, is we, we try very hard to get experts like you to talk about the issues of the day. Lisa, every time I hear Ray talk, it takes me back to early in my career when I was an adjuster in the field and would go out and have uh, m- multiple fatality 18-wheeler accidents and just the, the emotions of being on scene, investigating a claim. Sometimes, you know, the the bodies were still there uh, and just, and then talking to their families, uh, all those emotions. So while obviously we have a a great focus on disaster, uh, we can't diminish that, but we have daily adjusters out there dealing with bodily injury claims for auto or general liability, uh, workers' compensation, some of my worst claims ever handled were uh, workers' compensation uh, where people were severely injured or fatalities. This is a, a true thing. And like I said, you probably hear the emotion in my voice. It just brings all that rushing back. So to Ray's point, we never let go of those memories, whether you're in a first responder role uh, or in an adjuster role. You know, I'm just so grateful to have uh, Ray and Jenny join us again. Ray Shelton, Dr. Ray Shelton, fellow and director of professional development for the American Academy of Experts in Traumatic Stress, and Jenny Pye, who is the director of commercial claims at Pilot Catastrophe, serving also in a, in a quality control, almost an emotional quarterback, if I can call you that, Jenny, uh, for that incredible organization with thousands of adjusters responding at the time of need. So in our podcast show notes, we will have a link to the websites of these wonderful guests, Dr. Shelton and Jenny Pye, so you can learn more about what they're doing. And this, to me, very innovative, thought-provoking, leaning-in kind of emotional support and awareness of what happens 
you know, to our adjusters in the field. And we'll have a summary of this conversation today for you. And as you know, we like to take the notes so you don't have to. And if you're an adjuster or a claims manager, we would love to hear what your experience has been, what you're doing in this arena. And we want to hear from you, especially about your challenges in the field and, you know, some of the solutions that you've come up with after some of these tremendous storms that we know are going to continue and get more wicked and, as I say, more intense. So call us and leave us your comments. You can do that by dialing 850-388-8002. That's 850-388-8002. Or send me an email. My email is easy. It's Lisa Miller, all one word, at lisamillerassociates.com. Follow us on our social media accounts, LinkedIn, Facebook, and X, you know, formerly Twitter, and be sure and like and follow uh, this podcast and make sure you stay with us. We have a, a, a future episode coming up I think you'll like as well. So thank you, Jenny, for being with us today. Thank you so much, Lisa. And Dr. Shelton, Ray, it's just a pleasure. You two are a great team. You are talking about things we need to be talking about, so keep talking about it, okay, Ray? Absolutely. Thanks for having us on, and and you be well. All right. That's it for today's show of the Florida Insurance Roundup. Thank you for being a part of it. And remember, at Lisa Miller & Associates, we have a passion for policy and client success. I'm Lisa Miller. Until next time, stay safe. This has been Lisa Miller & Associates' Florida Insurance Roundup, your podcast on the people, issues, and regulations shaping Florida's insurance market. For more information on today's program, please visit us on the web at www.lisamillerassociates.com.